And welcome back to episode five of the LCRR podcast. Joey Zanaboni here with one of our most fascinating guests that we've had so far here in the uh, weeks and months that we've been bringing this to you live on Spotify and Apple Music as well as YouTube. There's a young gentleman named Bryce Weiler, and Bryce has an interesting story about broadcasting, about baseball, about learning to thrive with a disability. Bryce is a disability consultant with the Baltimore Orioles. He is a baseball commentator who has called loads of games across baseball and softball and college basketball. He's somebody who has drawn national attention for his work uh, with the Beautiful Lives Project, of which he is a co-founder, and that is a tremendous project that uh, helps people of all disabilities to live their dreams and programs and sports arts, um, everything from uh, baseball to uh, dance and across uh, a great many uh, subjects and a great many uh, different projects. This is Bryce Weiler. Bryce, thanks so much for being with us. How are you doing today? Hi, Joey. I'm great. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, it's an absolute pleasure. And and uh, while I don't think we've ever uh, talked directly before this, I read about the project that you helped to really uh, propel forward with the Baltimore Orioles, which was the Braille jerseys that uh, drew national headlines and national stories. Uh, was that last year? That was in September 2018, where the Orioles wore Braille on their jerseys. The Orioles were the first team in sports to ever wear Braille on their jerseys to honor people who are blind and to show the importance of people who are blind learning how to read Braille, because reading Braille can open the entire world up to someone, whether they've been blind their entire life, such as myself. I learned how to read Braille when I was five years old. But more importantly, individuals who became visually impaired or blind partway through their life due to illness accidents or some other challenge that was put in their way. If one learns how to read Braille, then he or she can read food menus that are in Braille, read bathroom signs, read books and magazines and credit card statements when they come in Braille. So the Orioles and myself really wanted to show how important that is for individuals who are blind to learn how to read Braille, no matter what stage of their life they're in and going down their life journey that Braille can take them so many places. And that event was so important because we had 150 fans come to that Orioles home game against the Toronto Blue Jays in September 2018. And I put all of the food menus into Braille by the food stands where these individuals who are blind would be sitting out in left field for that evening. And I made two copies of each food menu. It took me about a day and a half to Braille everything out by hand on my Perkins wow. Braille typewriter. And I brailled out two copies because there are 126 contractions in Braille that stand for entire words or parts of words. And sometimes people who are blind do not know all 126 of them contractions. It used to be 128, but they've gotten rid of two of them in the past few years. So the second copy that I made uh, did not have any contractions. It just had the the letters and the um, punctuations. Unfortun unfortunately, Joey, in your first name, Joseph, or your last name, Zanaboni, you don't have any Braille contractions, so I can't reference that you'd get to use a fantastic contraction to shorten part of your name. You'd have to Braille it all out by hand. And then also at that game, I ensured that there were places for the guide dogs of these individuals who were blind to use the bathroom and, and eat and drink water because it was 
It was a somewhat hot Tuesday evening in Baltimore. I also worked with the ushers to ensure that they knew how to properly assist and guide individuals who are visually impaired and blind and turned out to be a fantastic day. I spent time with all 150 fans who were there and really had a great experience for everyone involved. Yeah, it was definitely a massive success and a very important uh, goal, a very important night to have. You're working with the Orioles still. Uh, what's the next project coming up to uh, continue to try to uh, make the ballpark experience inclusive for everyone? I know we're going to have more great events and programs coming up in the future. Last year we gave before two Orioles home games, fans of all disabilities, the opportunity to play on the field with Orioles players and coaches being able to hit some wiffle balls or, or whatever ball they felt comfortable hitting, running the bases, working on catching and throwing in the outfield. So that's a program that we want to expand to give more people of all disabilities, whether it's adults or children of all disabilities, the opportunity to play on the very nice plush grass field at Camden Yards and if they, if fans are not able to come to Orioles home games next this season, or even if they are, I know we're still going to have some programs in the off season. I hope to help people with disabilities to live their dreams, and and we'll see what type of interesting programs we can come up with. Yeah, fascinating subject. This is Bryce Weiler. He is a disability consultant with the Baltimore Orioles. He's also a baseball commentator like myself. He does not just baseball, but softball, basketball. Bryce, we've had Boog Shami on here. We've had Mike Claiborne on here and uh, some other broadcast professionals. And it always sort of uh, is something we touch on. What's the process? What is your process, which must be very unique for preparing for these games? How do you do it? What uh, steps do you take to ensure that you're able to uh, create an informative and entertaining product for your fans? When I commentate a game on the radio, I am always the second radio broadcaster analyzing what is happening on the court or the field. So most importantly, I study the style of the play-by-play broadcaster that I'm working with because he or she is the true star of the broadcast, and I want to do everything that I can to get the play-by-play broadcaster to the level where he or she wants to be or continue to improving in their descriptions of the games happening on the court or the field. I spend about 15 to 17 hours for each game, no matter what sport I'm commentating, typing players' names into Google and coaches' names, memorizing all their stats because the sounds of my hands reading over a sheet of of paper with with Braille on it can be picked up by the microphones. So I memorize stats. I read up on everyone's life story. I study the style of the play-by-play broadcaster that I'm working with if I've not worked with him or her in the past to figure out if they talk a lot, if they're good at tracking stats, if they're not good at tracking stats, that's something that I work harder on. If they're good at telling stories about players and coaches, I'm going to tell less stories. If they spend so much time talking that the fans are not able to hear the sound of the crowd or the buzzer going off or the ball swishing through the net or clanking off the rim or the sound of the shoes squeaking on the court. I'm going to talk less because listeners getting those sounds are important. When I'm commentating a basketball game, I will go out on the court before the game and shoot free throws to figure out if the rim is, is loose or tight. If a ball is shot short, is it going to get that bounce over the front of the rim? If a ball is shot long, is it going to kick long off the back of the rim, which could lead to long rebounds for a, a, uh, uh, 
for an offensive rebound for a three or a long rebound that could lead to a defensive rebound and a fast break to the other end for an easy basket, such as a layup or a dunk. When I'm commentating baseball or softball, I ensure there is a good crowd microphone placed near home plate, which is what you have doing your game broadcast, Joey. That's why I enjoy listening to your YouTube videos. And I hope to listen to (laughs) one of your live broadcasts soon. uh, How about this? We should, uh, we should commentate a game together. That's very impressive. The research element of that is above and beyond. Uh, you know, I mean, we've talked to ESPN commentators. We've talked to uh, some pretty big names in this industry. And that is as thorough as really anyone I've ever heard um, getting not just the the background stats and, and biographies and things like that, but uh, to actually go out on the court and test the equipment. You know, I mean, that's that's above and beyond. What would you do if you're commentating a game with me? I've I've got a little bit of a unique style. How would you uh, how would you approach the LCRR podcast broadcasts? I well, you have you have definitely your own style, which I really like, and was why I was interested in contacting you in the first place because I have read many articles that are written about you. I really don't know. You 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 like the pitcher who throws a. A knuckleball, I would probably sit back and enjoy your style and let you do what you do because you are so good at at holding a broadcast down by yourself. You don't only need me there in the first place because <laughs> you commentate games by yourself all the time anyways. Well, but I'd love to have you. I, I would definitely ensure that we did have a good crowd microphone by a home plate if we were commentating a baseball game or a softball game together so that I – if I was saying something and and the the ball was fouled off or I heard the ball bounce in the dirt, I could hear the umpire call it a ball or whatever the case might be, I could say what that pitch was and you would not have to jump in and call the pitch and it would just lead to a better flow in the broadcast. Well, like I said, I'd love to have you. It'd be a, a great experience. And, uh, you know, it, it's one of those deals when you do play-by-play a lot of it comes down to how committed is the color commentator to whatever you're doing. If you're doing a wacky style, are they going to roll with it? If you're doing kind of the button down style, are they going to roll with it? What can they sort of uh, uh, do to just uh, create a, a whole product? And it is, it is tough. I do, you know, some color commentary and some quote unquote analyst work and uh, you know, it's its own art form. And uh, it's just very, very impressive that uh you, you put the thought, the effort uh, into doing it. Um, what's next for you? What's uh, with the COVID crisis and, and all this stuff kind of delaying sports? Uh, what's the next project for you? Are you calling live games right now? Where could we listen to uh, one of these broadcasts? Well, I've actually not commentated a game since November of last year. I, I forwarded you um, an old minor league baseball game I did last mm-hmm. year with Marco, who's the radio broadcaster for the Akron Rubber Ducks when they were playing at, at Hartford. Maybe you could uh, share that link somehow with sure. your individuals who might be interested in, in, in uh, listening. And um, I, I also – uh, forwarded you some audio of when I was commentating basketball in college um, back at Evansville. You could share that as well. I don't really know when I'm going to get games next. The past three summers I was commentating games with the New Britain Bees. 
when I was out doing programs with my nonprofit, the Beautiful Lives Project, helping people of all disabilities to be able to live their dreams in sports and, and other programs across the country. So I'm not really sure when I'm going to be commentating next, but I was really, you know, grateful that that you are so willing to let me commentate with you because so often broadcasters have, have not been willing to give me the opportunity to commentate with them because they did not think that I can do it since I cannot see. Well, Hey, like I said, love to have you anytime. And, and you said you were in new Britain with the uh, bees, right? Atlantic. Yes. League? Yes. Uh, we well, they were the Atlantic league. league. Now they switched to a, a, a college summer league. The, yeah. Um, C CFBL, um, Collegiate Futures Baseball League. Right, right. Uh, I I saw that uh, they made that switch. I think they were around for uh, three or four years there in the Atlantic League. And I have some background yeah. in independent baseball as well. I worked in the Frontier League in 2014, 15, and then the American Association in uh, 2006. With the Texas Air Hogs, and and uh, hey, they they have some good broadcasters in their league. So uh-huh. most of the teams in their league put their audio on uh, Mixler. Mm. Um, and Mixler is not accessible with my screen reading program, unfortunately, on my phone oh, okay. or my computer. I tried to download the 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 uh, Mixler app. So the there's six teams playing in that league this year. I can get audio for two of them on the TuneIn radio app, which is accessible. I get to listen to uh, Jack Michaels commentating the Fargo Moorhead Red Hawks. I was just on his radio show earlier Track today. Trackback Jack. That's right. I got to hear the the story of uh, how he um, developed that that home run call from someone going to get one of his home runs from the voice of the St. Paul Saints. Uh, Sean, uh, how do you say his last name? Sean Aronson, 2016. Yes, yes, yes. Of the year, Sean Aronson. <laughs> yes. So Sean's games are actually on the iHeartRadio app. And after three and a half years of telling the executives at iHeartRadio that their app was not accessible for my phone and for people who are blind, they finally made it accessible. That was one of the great excitements of my week three days ago when I figured that out. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I've been paying attention uh, to the American Association a little bit, uh, just started for our listeners who are kind of uh, getting their feet wet here in independent baseball, just started 4th of July weekend, and they do American Association Baseball.tv, and many of the uh, many of the teams also stream through Mixler, and unfortunately, I might be uh, part of the uh, problem there. I, I think I, we were one of the first uh, teams that really said, we're going all in on Mixler uh, back in the uh, in the day there with the Texas Airhogs. So uh, I might have to call some of them up and see if they can uh, at least simulcast that through a different uh, portal. Uh, speaking of the American Association, uh, one of the things they changed this year is is uh, now you have to pay to actually watch the game. So I actually have not watched a single game. I've listened to a couple of them uh, like yourself. Uh, what do you think about that paid model? I'm not a huge fan of it, but I'm also a terrible businessman. Uh, your take on that. Well, the paying is great. If you can see, it's only $20 for the entire season. It's actually a really good deal, but since I can't see, I don't want to pay for video that I can't see. And I'm not exactly sure if their website is accessible with either my screen reading program on my laptop or on my phone and they don't offer refunds. So 
there's two reasons why I don't want to pay. So I've became big fans of the St. Paul Saints, where my friend Mike Vec is their owner. Mike's daughter, who, who was blind, Rebecca, unfortunately passed away last year. Mm-hmm. And I've been listening to the Saints broadcaster, Sean, and then also Jack Michaels with the Fargo-Moorhead Redhawks on the TuneIn Radio app, which I've been on TuneIn Radio listening to games for years. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's uh, fascinating what St. Paul has been able to do up there in in their little slice of heaven, the uh, cathedral, CHS Field, and Sean's been a huge part of it. I might reach out to him and say, you know what, Sean, I've got a fan here, and uh, asking a couple questions about American Association, baseball.tv, maybe we can uh, see if we can sort of smooth out a little bit of that for you. Um, I definitely always enjoyed meeting the, the fans from around the country, it's amazing in independent baseball how many people across the United States are listening, tuning in, and there's such a fascination with it. Um, just because it, it's it's a little slice of sort of Americana, you know, people playing the game and, and uh, putting on the show. A lot of it just uh, for the sake of putting on the show. Uh, St. Paul Saints, your favorite independent baseball team? Uh, I, I wouldn't say that I have a favorite, but when I can't listen to four out of six of them easily, um, I, I got the St. Paul Saints and the Fargo-Moorhead Redhawks. I mean, I like St. Paul because of my good friendship with their owner, Mike Vack, and it was such an honor to finally get to listen to Sean commentating a game live on Sunday evening. I'd never been able to do that before. So I was happy that the iHeartRadio app was finally made accessible for the voiceover program on my phone after three and a half years of me trying to convince iHeart to change things. Well, this is uh, Bryce Weiler. We are talking about independent baseball. We are talking about a great many things, including your Beautiful Lives project. Uh, Beautiful Lives having an impact across the country. Um, you said you founded that in what year now? I found a beautiful lives project in May of 2017 when I emailed Anthony Icavone, the owner of the New Britain Bees. I told Anthony how sitting on the Evansville men's basketball bench in college had changed my life by being able to experience sports and being around college basketball and how I wanted to be able to give this back to people of all disabilities to help them their dreams and sports. So sports, field of dreams programs were how we started out the beautiful lives project then after doing that those type of programs for the first summer in 2017 we expanded and broadened our focus to do programs to help people of all disabilities to take part in programs in nature sports cheerleading dance ballet many programs across the country we have chapter presidents in raleigh north carolina dallas texas new britain connecticut green bay wisconsin san diego california Detroit, Michigan, and many more places across the country. We're always looking for more chapter presidents. We're looking for people to host events, whether that's coaches of sports teams at the high school level, college level, or professional level, cheerleading or dance coaches who may want to give people of all disabilities the opportunity to cheer or dance with their team at halftime of a sporting event, individuals in music, choir teachers, band teachers, someone who owns a music studio who wants to give people of all disabilities the opportunity to experience music someone who owns an art studio, giving people of all disabilities the opportunity to do painting, sculpture, or other art-related programs, and anyone who has an interest in doing nature programs, doing events on nature trails, going through zoos, things like that. So we're always looking for more chapter 
present, looking for people to help us host events, trying to find individuals to participate in these events. It could be someone of any age or any disability. If people would like to look at our website, it's www.beautifullives.org, beautifullives.org. People could follow me on Twitter if they would like. My Twitter is at Bryce Weiler, at B-R-Y-C-E-W-E-I-L-E-R. The nonprofit Twitter is at Beautiful Lives Proj. So at Beautiful Lives, then P-R-O-J. It's all two and a half words smashed together. If people would like to email me, they could do that at Bryce at BeautifulLives.org. P-R-Y-C-E at BeautifulLives.org. People could also connect with me on my LinkedIn. And if they would like to call me or text me to learn more about my life, the Beautiful Lives Project, or anything else, my phone number is 812-899-5673. And that, again, uh, is... Just a great organization. It's beautifullives.org. And I just give you a follow on Twitter. That's Butte Lives Proj at Butte Lives Proj on Twitter. And, and make sure you do get in contact. Uh, this is for all of our listeners. Uh, Bryce is doing some big things with this project. And it's it's great because it's meeting people where they are at, whatever they're interested in. It's trying to give them an opportunity to definitely get involved and pursue that passion. And uh, uh, in terms of uh, sports. Uh, tell me a little bit about your relationship to, let's just say, baseball. Is that your favorite sport? In some ways, baseball is my favorite sport because I enjoy the the storytelling aspects of a baseball game. I also really enjoy basketball because of the sounds of the ball swishing through the net or bouncing off the rim. So whenever radio broadcasters started putting microphones on the baskets, I really enjoyed basketball much more. And football as well. I love listening to football games where they have a good crowd microphone. The Atlanta Falcons have a good crowd microphone. The Detroit Lions, the Houston Texans. And I listen to those three teams for their broadcasters. I know Wes Durham, who was the son of the North Carolina legendary broadcaster Woody Durham. And I knew Woody as well. And uh, I'm good friends with Wes, who does the Falcons and used to do Georgia Tech. And then right after Georgia Tech, my friend Brandon Godden got the Georgia Tech play-by-play job. And now Brandon does Madden football every year. And uh, in terms of baseball broadcasters, who do you look up to? Who do you admire? I think uh, we, we mentioned briefly just before we started talking John Rooney, Mike Shannon, Cardinal fan. John Rooney and Mike Shannon are definitely two of the broadcasters who I enjoy listening to. In addition, Pat Hughes. I grew up listening to Pat Hughes when I was younger just for his broadcasting style. Another broadcaster who's been really important throughout my life is Mike Caps, the AAA voice of the Round Rock Express. A really great broadcaster and a big supporter of my consulting work with sports teams for people of all disabilities and of the Beautiful Lives Project. Mike is helping us do programs all across the country to help people with disabilities be able to experience baseball on a local level at the high school in my town of East Richland High School in Alney, Illinois, listening to Steve Hofe commentating Lady Tigers girls basketball and listening to Mark Weiler commentating Alney Tigers boys basketball, as well as Alney Central College, Lady Blue Knights and Blue Knights men's and women's basketball. Uh, so many great voices out there and uh, your work with the Baltimore Orioles, I'm sure is going to take you um, 
many, many places, and uh, you'll have a chance, I'm sure, to uh, meet Melanie Newman, who's a friend of mine. She also worked in the uh, Dallas, Texas area when I was with the Air Hogs. Uh, she was just hired uh, by the Baltimore Orioles just uh, this past offseason. So I'm sure you'll run into her, and you'll have to uh, make sure you say hi. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, well, you know, you can always uh, call me up anytime you'd like to uh, commentate a game. I am kind of doing this podcast because there's just not as much uh, going on in terms of uh, live sporting events. And I'm trying to reach out and get a little platform to talk to interesting people. This is certainly one of them, Bryce Weiler. Uh, Bryce, anything else you'd like to share? You gave us the uh, rundown of the Beautiful Lives Project, but anything else you'd like to share before we wrap it up uh, about some projects that you're involved in or any other ways that we can get involved in, in supporting these great organizations? We'd love to find more chapter presidents or find people to host events across the country. I really do hope that as I give out my contact information that people will actually contact me. You wouldn't believe the places I've been on where nobody's contacted me. I've been on The Sporting Life with, with Jeremy Schapp and gave out my email and phone number and didn't hear from a single person through that radio interview. So it is really surprising to me the places where I don't hear from anyone and the places where I'm not expected to hear from people because I I am on a smaller radio station and I hear from five or six people. I know that that you and your listeners, Joey, know many people in the media. I'm trying to go on radio stations and podcasts across the country to talk about my life and try to inspire people to overcome obstacles and challenges. I've been on plenty of sports stations. I've also been on some talk radio stations and some morning shows. It actually made me kind of frustrated because people only thought I could be on sports stations. And I said, I think that my life transcends beyond sports so they made me mad and I started figuring figuring out email formats for iHeartRadio, Intercom, Cumulus, Town Square Media, um, Midwest Radio Broadcasting. It's actually kind of creepy when when someone says a radio station for the most part I can tell them if they're iHeartRadio, Intercom, Cumulus or, or, huh. or, or what parent company they are a part of because that's what I've been doing a lot of the past three months and going on podcasts as well. I just think during these times, even though people might not be able to watch their favorite sports or to do what they normally do, try to do new things that they've never done, reach out to people they've not contacted or spoken to in a while, and just try to do things to keep staying productive. Don't don't use this this virus and the slowdown in our country as an opportunity to say, well, I can't do this, so I'm not going to do anything. Try and do something new and try and do what you need to do in a different way so that one can still be successful in the accomplishments and the goals and dreams that he or she is trying to do in your life. Very inspiring words. That's Bryce Weiler, and uh, I'm taking a lot of heart out of that right now. It's been a tough time for everybody, and it's been a, a just a, a confusing time. And I think that's the perfect advice. You have to try to make the most of this and you have to uh, try to find a way to work through the adversity and try new things. And uh, it's been inspiring to me, Bryce. Appreciate you being on with me. And uh, again, this is a, a great guy to reach out to about uh, many different topics from sports commentary to uh, really the uh, project that he is helping to spread all across this country. You need to go ahead and follow this young man, reach out to this young man. He is an inspiration 
and he's someone who's going to be uh, making a difference in the sports community as well as uh, just uh, everywhere for a long time to come. Again, that is the uh, Beautiful Lives Project. And uh, Bryce, we wish you the best of luck with that. Thanks so much for being on the LCRR podcast. Thank you so much, George, for having me on. I'll speak with you soon. Absolutely. Take care. Be well. This has been episode five of the LCRR podcast, available on Spotify, Apple Music, and YouTube, as well as across my social media portals at Joey underscore Zana. As always, hashtag LCRR.